Welcome to Beat the Collective Podcast. This is episode two. I'm Robert Thompson. I'm with Trevor, true dog by the reins. With how you doing, Robbie? I'm doing really, really well. It's a nice, uh, cool November night. We're uh, downtown Vancouver and just uh, overlooking Chinatown. It's yeah, beautiful. It's pretty sweet. Uh, episode two, a eh? yeah. So if you didn't listen to the last interview with Joshua Job. Um, at the top of the show, we discussed a new format change to the Meet the Collective podcast. We've decided to go back and bring guests into uh, the podcast space and uh, do a little bit more of a focus on the Vancouver scene. We're having a good time joking around and doing comedy segments, but uh, I think Trevor and I both felt like it was time to maybe change the format, add a up little the bit. the ante a little. Up, up yep. the ante, discuss some the amazing people that we work with. Well, and that was kind of your idea on the outset was we're now working with so many amazing talents and meeting so many people. uh, And why not shine the light on these artists and get the word out there? Well, yeah, exactly. And that's what Meet the Collective is all about. Um, Christy uh, is a fantastic musician and songwriter. And uh, she was on our Giving Voice concert with Sister Says this year. And that was when I first met her in the flesh. But uh, I had heard about her for years. So it was so cool to curate a show and have her on it. And it was very cool to have her in our space and interview her today. Interview her today. Yeah. Yeah, um, talking about it, man. Yeah, and it's also crazy. really neat. Our previous guest, Joshua, you just jammed with him on Friday, I believe. Yeah, uh, Cafe du Soleil. I sat in with him and Samantha, and it was unbelievable. And it was really cool. This is what you said before, how we met Josh through the podcast, and then suddenly he was inviting me on stage with him. Uh, there's discussion of us bringing him up for some maybe quantum council or some other projects in the future. Like it's it's really interesting how it is a collective of people. Yeah, exactly. Which was your vision from the start? I mean, meet the collective right now as the podcast stands is kind of your yourself and me. So Robert and Trevor and and my sister Jillian who will pop in once in a while. And we do have a we're going to bring in some some special guests that will show up frequently. But right now our main focus is just you know just bringing out the crazy talent and getting a chance to hang with them for an hour you said it and that's why we got christy mccracken coming up next before we get to the show some quick promo you can check out my group sister says in december in vancouver on the 7th at the museum of anthropology the show is night shift supernatural vibes with jb dj osho candace kerr christy lee charles and of course sister says this is hosted and curated by suzette amaya and we're back at the Kilton company with the fortune killers december 10th Trevor's group, Quantum Council, will be at the Railway Stage and Beer Cafe December 29th to close out the year. Thanks for listening, and here's our interview with Christy McCracken. We got Christy McCracken here. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Seriously. <laughs> just amazing that you made time to do this. It means a lot to us. Uh, just a quick rundown for you guys listening. Christy McCracken, WCMA 2016 Urban Artist of the Year nominee for her solo album, which is called Let Go and Grow. Let me just tell you. <clears throat> so the last couple of days, been listening to this album. Thank you. So good. Like <laughs> I, I, I'd heard your stuff before, but I'd never really sat down and really listened. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes! There's Latin stuff going on. We've got soul. Uh, I've seen you've used neo soul. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to see that <laughs> category going. Can you talk a little bit about that, just really quick for people who wouldn't know what neo soul is? Ooh, neo soul. It's a tough thing to describe. It's a tough thing to describe. I don't. The only way. I don't know how to describe it. Um, it's like I always say R&B neo soul sort of like a I don't know like a blurring of the lines yeah yeah 
when I think of that, I think of like uh, Erica Badu. Maybe Ooh. that's more like R and B. That's what I was thinking. I, Erica yeah, Badu in like R&B. that late nineties, yeah. uh, that whole movement with the Roots and mm-hmm. Common and uh, you know Jay Dilla all working together. That's what it, that that's what kind of. I don't know if that's the exact definition, but that's what I always think of though. Just hearing the name Erica Badu makes me happy. So thanks for saying that. That's so cool. I, I've also thought of Neo Soul to have quite a bit of an electronic element in it as well. Mm-hmm. Like some of the DJs from Brazil and stuff spinning a lot of Neo Soul. And I've been looking into a lot of the, the mixes and stuff. So it's, it's so cool to see that you're in that category. Uh, before we keep going, a mm-hmm. few, few points to touch on. Could you, could you share your earliest memory of music where you can actually remember thinking, okay, this is awesome. What is going on here? Mm, karaoke. No pressure. That's okay. Karaoke for sure. Karaoke. Yeah, wow. my family was big into karaoke. Like as soon as I was able to speak, I was singing. Um, there's a Five Will Goes West song somewhere oh, yeah. out there. That one I have it on cassette somewhere wow. from like when I was little. Yeah. So, wow. <clears throat> Five Goes West gets the call. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I haven't thought about that movie in a long time. No it's kidding. It's an amazing movie, though. It really is. Yeah. So this was the song that you kind of grabbed onto and really hammered that one out the best. Yeah, it was, your it was so dramatic. Yeah, that oh, one. Oh, for sure. What a good answer. And then from there, what 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 else came at you, sort of? Um, well, I I was keen on piano, and my parents um, set me up with piano lessons when I was about four or five. And I was a horrible piano student because I would I would never practice. I would just sit there and make songs. And so I wrote my first song on the piano when I was like five. Just oh, you know, wow. yeah. I, That's an early. I start. want you to hear it. It's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually like <clears throat> um, I'm going to school recently. I found out that it's Dorian. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, really? I didn't like know. The, like obviously. the the scale. Oh, the scale cool. is Dorian. Interesting. Yeah. That's a, that's <laughs> yeah. wow. I heard a Dorian song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at five years old. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, it's simple, but yeah. So from there, um, then I started. Uh, so we we axed the piano lessons just because I wasn't practicing, and then um, how long did how long did you have the lessons for? Oh, uh, probably like less than a year. Yeah. I was like, we're not going to keep paying for these lessons if you don't practice. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. I had that too. Yeah, yeah. That happened to me. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody's parents said yeah. that to them yeah. at some point about something. <laughs> yeah. And then what came after the piano? Mm, then I was interested in guitar. So at 11, um, I, uh, I had a, a guitar teacher come to my house and uh, to my parents' house. And um, yeah, we did lessons. Same thing. They lasted like a few months. And the teacher was like, um, we can't continue if you're not going to practice. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's stunning. <laughs> I was expecting you to say that this is the one where you just kept learning and you just couldn't no, put it down. No, I just, I can't. You know, I'm reading, um, I've just started the book, um, Talent is Overrated. Mm. Just, you know, like page 11, I'm just getting into it. But uh, practice has been something that I've been horrible at my entire <laughs> life. Like, I don't, ah, I'm embarrassed to say, <laughs> I don't practice. It's bad. It's well, so no, bad. that's impressive that you're, you're coming out and saying that. Because uh, I think everybody has a degree of that, right? Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I've been there where you just don't feel like doing it, but 
Yeah. You got to kick yourself in the ass and right? put in the time. Yeah. You put it on your schedule. You're looking at it. You're sitting there with a guitar and I'll start doing scales and then I'll find something that sounds nice and then I'll write a song. And that's what uh, happens every time. Yeah. Every time. That's awesome. <laughs> See, I'll be sitting down to do some practice, and then all of a sudden Rob will text me with some factoid from the <laughs> 80s that I didn't know, and then my whole day is ruined. That's just YouTube YouTubing stuff. Viral, yeah. 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 WrestleMania 91. It's like research. But so you're, you're always busy, and you play with a lot of different groups. Does that help you like get away with maybe not practicing as much because you're just doing it? For shows when I'm singing back up for someone else, I'll, I'll often just live with their album or live with their, you know, the set. And I'll be singing along with it, like, in my activities of daily life kind of thing. Right. So instead of, like, sitting down in a regimented kind of way. You were saying uh, lots of bands here. So hit us with some of your bands, please, Christy. Oh, okay. There's one I'm hoping you're going to say. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Don't, uh, just go ahead and list your bands. <laughs> who are you playing with currently? Yeah. Or what, currently. Yeah, who's your you... rotation right now? Um, Actually, right now, I'm just doing my solo stuff, and I'm um, working with Maywa, my electronic R&B band. Um, I have been playing with Buckman Co. for a while. Yeah. I haven't done a show um, very recently with him, but it, it's kind of a seasonal thing. Like, we'll go on tour and... Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's and you just good. played with the Boom Booms, didn't you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. At the Vogue. Is Thank that you. the one? Is that, that was, the one you were? Well, that was one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, elaborate a little bit <clears throat> on the Boom Booms experience. That was great. Um, it's been 10 years since I played a show with them. So oh, I jumped up on stage for Aaron Nazarel, you know, like CD release party back in 2007 at the Media Club. And I did two songs with them. And then I haven't played a show like shared the stage with them since we've opened with uh, we've opened for them like with the ponderosas back in the day but it was my first time actually doing backing vocals for them nectar oh that's the one yeah Yeah, i saw some (laughs) stuff on that you guys sound amazing yes yes thank you thank you thank you how'd that happen I did a, a So Far Sounds gig in Vancouver oh, cool. with Maywa and Larissa Sanders, amazing vocalist and beautiful human being. She she um, helps, she's on the team, like the So Far team in Vancouver. And we found ourselves in the kitchen after our show, after the show, singing, like of harmonizing course. together. Oh. Of course, right? Yeah. And I, I was like, I was almost in tears. I was so... I was so stoked to be singing with her. Like the blend of our voices together was so beautiful. And we were singing a Lauren Hill song. So I mean, couldn't get any better than that. And so we decided we got to make something of this. Like we have to make it happen. And and then she introduced um, Mira to the group. And so the three of us over, I don't know how long it's been now, a little while, we get together casually and um, have tea and sing some songs. And so we have three songs in the bag right now and that's pretty good yeah so it's rolling yeah yeah it's it's fun um and it's you know strictly actually not it's not strictly vocals but we start with like really intricate harmonies and the plan when i get back and to keep the momentum going is we're going to be doing some writing long distance and we'll also be um playing as well, like instrumentally. So Mira will play keys and Larissa will play percussion and I'll play bass. Whoa. Yeah. That's so going to be amazing. Lady jams. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> exciting. Pretty excited. Question. Yeah. I saw several times 
written down <laughs> that you have performed with Shaggy. <laughs> Is this true? <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't find a date, <laughs> a venue. I couldn't find a picture. Okay. I, I want a story. Yeah, so we opened for Shaggy at Victoria Scoffest. Oh, cool. Yeah, at the, at the ship point. It was super cool. Um, there are videos on YouTube. Um, I can't remember. Imagination and Dala, which is a cover tune. It's like a Soka cover. Those are the two tunes that are on YouTube. But yeah, that was a great experience. So it's out there. Yeah. I, well, I thought for sure that I would have found it. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't back him. I didn't. Okay. I wasn't on stage with him at the same time, but we opened for him. That's still basically. You shared the stage. Yeah. That's the same yeah, thing yeah. as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and then one more for you too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Toots. Yeah. At the How? Commodore. Wow. What is going on? I know, yeah. right? Bananas. Again, I couldn't find a picture. Okay. I'll I'd s- love I'll to hear about this. Um, so maybe if we could rewind a little bit. In 2009, um, I started hanging out with uh, a girl, Jeanette. And the first time we sung together, she's like, come over to my house, let's jam. We started singing and we both cried. And it was like, this is like something super special. And within that day, we wrote three songs together. By the next day, we had a band name and we were like ready to go. And we're both like super type A. So we're like getting all our ducks in order. And and um, we did a, we did an open mic at Calabash. And that's where we met Patrick and Johnny of Natural Flavors. And they were keen. They were like, whoa, you guys are awesome. Like, come join Natural Flavors as our backing vocalists. So then then fast forward a few years. Um, with Natural Flavors, we opened for Toots and the Maytals at the Commodore. Yeah. <laughs> that's Nutty. incredible. <laughs> that was fun. Like that, wow. <laughs> so our last guest, uh, Joshua Job. I didn't think we'd top it, but he opened up for, who was it, Clapton and Alicia Keys? Uh, in, uh, that was in Dubai. In yeah. Dubai. Yeah. And you opened up for Toots and, and Shaggy. Shaggy. Oh, this is pretty <laughs> darn close. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> wow. <laughs> cool. Well, congratulations <laughs> on that. And we're going to get into a whole lot more. I think we're going to take a quick little break. Yeah, let's take a We've break. got lots of stuff to get into next here. So we're back. Meet the Collective, episode two. Christy McCracken joining us here. Just awesome stuff. So let's get serious here for a second. June 2017, 
You graduated with a bachelor's degree in musical therapy from Capilano University. This is after completing an internship in the Burn Trauma and High Acuity Unit at Vancouver General Hospital. This is to do with music, mm -hmm. and you're in the hospital. So just one second, I'm going to read a little bit more here. Uh, musical therapy, nonverbal method of healing, programs and work workshops, sorry, like guided imagery, uh, level one training with Liz Moffat, nonviolent crisis intervention, working with children with a variety of challenges, including anxiety disorder, tick disorder, autistic spectrum disorder, intellectual delay, low self-esteem, and severe behavioral challenges. So if you take all these things and then you add it into the burn and trauma unit, I got to tell you, this sounds like it's going to be quite heartfelt. You've clearly had some kind of journey here. And musical therapy kind of resonates with me, and I'll say why later. But please, uh, let's discuss this. How did this happen? What, what is it? Let's tell everybody. So music therapy um, is using music as a medium for non-musical goals. Um, an example of that would be, um, let's see. I worked with um, a man who had had a stroke and he lost the ability to speak and he had um, an imbalanced gait, so he, is, he was, had a difficult time walking. And through music, he was actually able to sing and, I mean, it sounds like magic and it sort of is, but um, through m music actually bypasses certain areas like the Broca's area in the, in the brain and um, allows, I don't know, it just like, boop shoots right out the mouth and then so we were singing like neil young and you know the eagles yeah and i mean if we were to that was during a, a practicum if if we were to continue working we could do some like melodic intonation therapy which is like singing word singing uh phrases like i have to go to the bathroom and because you're singing it you're able to communicate that does that make sense? Wow. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that it's pretty? Something? That is like magic. <laughs> pretty, yeah. I had no idea. I had no yeah. idea that existed in, in as far as a program or a class or even a theory. Mm -hmm. Like when I read that, it just blew my mind. Uh, the, the one I really wanted to ask you about to define, because mm -hmm. I couldn't quite wrap my head around it, was the guided imagery. Yeah. Please, um, what, what, what is that? Guided imagery and music. So I'm thinking just from without you saying anything, you'd be using music with sort of like a light organ type application, maybe some sort of imagery time to the music in some way. Mm. Um, guided imagery and music, uh, they typically use pre-recorded music and it's, um, it's typically uh, classical, like Western classical music. And first you go... Uh, you do an, an, an uh, like a, you guide the person into a meditative state first. Whoa. Um, okay. So you talk them through that, and then. So th this is almost sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. You're you're now in like a realm of almost like hypnotism in a way, like it's mm. like a trance or a meditative state. This is fascinating. Yeah. Because I've tried meditating, mm -hmm. and I find that I get really easily distracted. So you're you're mm -hmm. you're soothing somebody to a degree where they can relax. Mm-hmm. Okay, now continue. Just so, want to make sure I understood. Yeah, um, you, well, you're talking someone through the experience too, right? I mean, um, it's I have a difficult time meditating because 
I don't know, I'm just distracted by all the things. But if, if someone's closing their eyes and, and, and all they hear is your voice and they're focusing on that and you're, you're guiding them through, okay, now relax your shoulders and, and such. And then you get them into a calm state or they, they become calm. And um, <clears throat> you, yeah, and you turn on the classical music and guide them using some sort of image like uh, now imagine you're in a field and it's just you and the music and then the music comes on and then you're you're asking them during the experience like do you note is there anything that you notice or do you have any sensations like bodily sensations or do you have any visions like what are you doing in this field or such and such so it kind of goes on like that and the idea uh, you know, it taps into sort of subconscious and and the the hope is that it pulls out, you know, things to uh, deep rooted sorts of things like why you would be coming for counseling for or, or therapy, for example, and just like an alternative. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I have a comment. And then I have a question. Donald Kwan, the producer, that Trevor, you worked with him in Toronto. He suffered uh, a stroke on stage. And I don't want to speak too much of his experience, but he was basically had to be put into a coma for a number of weeks while they kind of diagnosed what was wrong with him and brought him back. And when, as he was coming out of the coma, he had, you know, he had to regain, like his brain had to fire back up. And they brought him an iPod, and one of the first things he would start to do was play along with the iPod. And he was a fantastic musician and composer, and that was kind of like his road to recovery is tied so much to his musical skills coming back. Mm. Um, wow. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I didn't really... I've only heard from his perspective, so it's so cool to hear from your perspective on the other side of it, mm. of someone that helps um, get people back and recovering, which is amazing. Now, how did you... How did you come into this? When did you learn about music therapy? What sort of got you mm. into studying it? Well, I <clears throat> I originally was going to school for education and I was studying at UBC and UBC offered a summer music ethnocology course. Mm. And there were, so I took the course, and I met some really lovely people and there were a number of them that were taking that as a prerequisite to get into the music therapy program. And I had never heard about it before, um, before then. So that happened in, in sync with a friend of mine whose mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. And she, in her road to recovery, she had a music therapist that she was working with. And I saw her one day and she said, Christy, you have to do this. Like, this is you. You have mm. to do it. And then fast forward um, a little bit and my grandfather was diagnosed with cancer. And instead of Western medicine, he used traditional Chinese medicine and music therapy as well. And he was cancer free for seven years. Wow. So it was sort of like things were just lining up. This is amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Seriously, this is amazing. So, and then to that point, like, I'm thinking as well, it's not just, like, uh, disorders that can be cured or, Im you know, uh, improved. It seems like, like a physical healing actually takes place, like the burn unit, for mm -hmm. example. 
So is that more like them, I would assume, in a, in a bed, obviously in a great deal of discomfort, and then the music itself is helping them heal? Mm -hmm. how, how does that apply? How is it applied, I should say? Uh, the main things that I did at the Burn Unit uh, were pre-composed um, pre live music. So I was coming in at the beginning of the session, just checking in, seeing how the patient is doing, asking them um, if they like music. If so, mm. what, what type of music would they like to listen to? And we'll talk about it a little bit, and then I'll play some of their preferred songs or, or preferred the genre of what they like and this will I mean I'll either do that uh, during like a dressing change or like a painful procedure so right? they're they're undergoing a procedure and you're playing for them yeah wow yeah I am just yeah. completely astounded yeah in the room in the room yeah like, and so I guess they're focusing right on you, mm -hmm. squarely. That's, mm -hmm. that's, I mean, I thought I knew what it was to be nervous. And I don't think I would know until then. Like, that's, that seems like, you know, that's a really important thing to be doing for somebody. That's not just playing a show with people coming to watch you play. You're helping that person through a great deal of pain. And I don't think right. many people understand what, how it would feel to use music in that way. Mm -hmm. Am I articulating that right? Like, this is new ground totally. for me. Mm -hmm. I, I've never even heard of this before, and I'm so grateful that you're here to talk about it cool. because more people need to understand the, the healing qualities of music. Mm -hmm. And you're really the, the, the catalyst, I guess, for these people. Mm -hmm. Like, their dressings are being changed, and you're singing to them, like, eye to eye. Hats yeah. off to you. Oh, thanks. That's, yeah, that's yeah. something else. I mean, it... It's a really, um, it's an interesting experience. And you had t touched on being nervous. And something happens when you go into the room. It's like everything just disappears and you're sort of a vessel for, like, for, for that person. And it's, like, it's not about you at all. It's just, yeah. and everything just, poof. It's like yeah. you're taking off that coat of all of those things you carry, right? And you yeah. walk into this room like just a blank slate for this this person just to be like their support and yeah. I need to find and maybe we can put it in a link or something. There's a study that um we looked at in school and <clears throat> in in a hospital setting when given a patient ac control of their own morphine um dosage during there was a study, and during um, a painful procedure, if given live music during this, this procedure, they're likely to press the morphine button 50% less. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That's I said that with a question mark, yeah. but it's like well, a thing. Yeah, it's yeah, I imagine even it's, it's significant. Yeah. <laughs> significant amount of, uh, yeah, of to not take a, a drug. Which is yeah, that's amazing impact. Now you spoke about something of going into the room mm -hmm. and and being a vessel mm -hmm. and being able to connect with the person and, and and basically do a job and help them get through a very traumatic, uh, painful experience. Now after you do something like that, is there something that you have to do for your own mental health? Uh, well, to be honest, I'm still dealing with yeah. I'm still dealing with some yeah. like vicarious stuff yeah. for sure. Um, 
I think that um, self-care is often like grossly overlooked. Mm. Um, You know, there's not enough time when you're trying to see people or... um, But yeah, I would um, as often as possible just take some time by myself Mm -hmm. and do some stretching or do just some sort of like meditation for myself in between sessions yeah because it can be pretty intense for sure yeah i don't like using the word heavy but it is heavy when when you're in something like that and you're you know at the time you can be in the moment and, and helping the person, but that does have a weight on you at the, at the, at the end of the day, you have to go back and be Christy and yeah. that person's feeling experience. You're there with them. Not everyone can do it. Even just speaking about the, the self care thing, we're all gigging musicians. It's often a thing we overlook and mm. it's something that I think as an industry, we're starting to catch up, but we spend so much time going to the one thing to the next. And, and, you know, it's not just a physical thing because we're, always hauling our equipment around but it's a mental thing of you know that stress of doing the next show and having to make x amount of money to pay our rent and what's happening two months from now absolutely so yeah Yeah. or or i find sometimes you'll be so jacked after a show that you don't sleep and then if you're doing it again the next night and then the night after that and you just roll it over then you're just exhausted I mean, you could see how some of you know our predecessors who maybe made a bit more money than us were even, <laughs> got into the beer and the booze and the drugs and stuff like that. Not that that doesn't happen now, but I find that like our current sort of class of where we're at, we have to kind of be a little bit more just... Just a smidge more responsible. It's a little a bit. Smidge. We got a little less <laughs> extra income sometimes. Before we, before we go too far, I, I, we're on the heavy side. Uh, let's stay there for just a second. Mm. If, if um, if you could, is there an experience that's kind of come from that spot that has ended up being a huge positive? And I'm sure and in all of them there are the positives, but is there a session you walked away from where you were like, this is why I'm doing this? Was there, was there a particular instance where something really rewarding happened for you? Hmm. Did you notice a degree of healing that you felt like you directly contributed to maybe? Uh, yeah, I... Sorry I couldn't I couldn't pick just one yeah, to be no, honest because it was it was happening a lot like I see. and it wasn't just it wasn't my I don't feel like it was my doing it was like music has oh, that effect cool. on people and I was seeing it almost every day the positive effect that music would have on patients and you know they would ask for it again or or you know there were people that were there as long as my internship so like eight months you know like dealing with some really intense intense pain and intense injuries um and we developed um really really deep connections like through and through music you know sometimes we wouldn't even talk we would just listen to our to the patient's favorite songs and then they'd share stories or whatever so there's so many different ways in which music was that um i don't know uh, aid i don't know that yeah thing the spark <laughs> yeah that's kind of what i would always think totally of it the, the, it's like the medium that just yeah the spark is a good one I I can't tell enough people about what we're doing here. This is amazing. I want everybody to know this. Like (laughs) loudspeaker on top of the building, just broadcasting it to the whole world. Musical therapy. uh, I personally actually 
wanted to use that term for a while there. I experienced loss a few years back and it just was, it was hitting me so hard. And I immediately just turned to the drum kit and I started to really take it out on that. And at first it was like a, I'm mad. I'm going to go and get this out. But it instead turned the whole thing around and it gave me something to focus on and it ended up healing me in the whole process. And that was just from emotional pain, not even mm-hmm. physical, like some of the stuff we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. So I'm a firm believer in musical therapy and mm-hmm. I think it's a totally real thing that needs to be recognized in many different circles. Mm-hmm. What do you well think said. of that? Yeah, well said. S- Stand them wrong? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to have some fun when we come back. Christy McCracken, everybody. There are too many to conquer alone. And I have talked to many conversation to know that actions speak louder than words. So if you give me your ear and let me tell you that you're never too old. To make mistakes and grow If you give me your eyes And let me show you That the world is full of possibility If you give me your heart And let me love you The best that I know how back with Christy McCracken. And Christy, you just played a show at the Guilt & Co., which was your going away party. Is that correct? Yes. Where are you going? I'm going to Australia. Oh, that's fun. (laughs) How long? How long? Yeah. Um, You know, three months. Whoa. Yeah. It was originally, you know, I went back in March with Buckman Co. We went on a tour there. and. And I just fell in love with Australia and the neo soul scene, ah. the R and B scene in Melbourne. Really? Is nuts. Oh, yeah. cool. At the end of my trip, I was like, I never want to come back. <laughs> I'm sure Australian government officials don't want to hear that. No, you're, you're, you're going back. You're coming back to Canada, after, right? Yeah. I got too much in Vancouver to be yeah. living over there right now. But, but. no, the, the scene is so alive for neo soul out mm-hmm. there. Wow. Yeah. And well, Hiatus Coyote yeah. uh, is is based out of Melbourne. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. My pom lives in Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. If I meet her, I just might die. <laughs> so stoked. How, how was the tour there before? It was great. Yeah, it was really lovely. Uh, we did um, Port Ferry Festival, and then we went up. Um, we went up the east coast, up north to just above Sydney, and then back down. And the I'd say the small towns were my favorite. The people were so lovely and so welcoming. We didn't have a problem anywhere we went. Like people would just take us in, show us around town. Yeah, it was really, really lovely. I do have a question. Yes. The people, yeah. I'm sure, were lovely. Uh-huh. But doesn't Australia have like 99.4% of the world's most poisonous everything in there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't you just die from going there, just like looking around? <laughs> Did you encounter any poisonous insects or mm. animals or? No, no, nothing. Not really, no. Cause that's I'd fear that immediately getting off the plane. Yeah, well, me too. <laughs> I was petrified. I saw some pretty big spiders, but they say um, the big spiders aren't the ones to worry about. It's the tiny little ones that'll get you. That's even more terrifying. Yeah, yeah, you the can ones. See the big ones. Yes, exactly. Mm. Yeah, it's the ones like even in in Melbourne where we were staying. They're like, okay, just. Shake out your shoes 
and uh, don't put your hands underneath the couch. Like, don't feel around underneath the couch, Ugh. just in case. Because there's these little spiders with bellies that are as soft as grapes, and those are the ones oh. that once they sting you, you're done. You don't even have enough time to go to the hospital. <laughs> oh, okay. Good so, God. my Australia <laughs> plant. But, you know, yeah. it's it's cool. There's some golden orb it. spiders that are amazing, and they make webs. Their silk is is gold. It's unbelievable. They're they're huge and they're wow. frightening, but their webs are gorgeous. I'm googling that later. <laughs> so you're you went on a tour before, but now you're going to hang out and, and write yeah, and relax you know, and have a little like de stress. Is that the plan? Yeah, yeah, totally. Cool. So I I um I met some lovely people from Australia here in Vancouver, and uh, within the day of meeting them, they were like, yeah, we're thinking about touring out to um, Alberta and back. And it just so happened that my tour with Buckman fell through for that those two weeks. Oh, okay. And they were like, oh, well, we're thinking about um, busing out to Vernon, buying a van, and then and touring for like a week and a half and then going back. I was like, that does not make any sense. <laughs> Let me take you. <laughs> so they ended up staying at my house. Uh, we became best friends like instantly, the four of us. And so we had this Maple Sessions tour. And that was the, like the name of the tour. And we would post uh, a cover song in every town that I we saw were those Yeah. Ones. Yeah, they were so good. Yeah, sorry. It was yeah. so much fun. Yeah, it was really good. lovely. They were amazing videos. Yeah. You'd be like so on the top fun. of a car in the yes. middle of the Yeah. <laughs> that was good times. And so, um, so I thought, hey, why not escape winter and go and visit them? Yeah. It's so a fantastic excited. idea. Yeah. That's a great plan. See, mm-hmm. now, I'm going to be sleeping in a Ziploc bag, I think, if I go to Australia. <laughs> like, I, I, I just, the, getting into the bed would be the scariest part for me, I think. Yeah. Because that's where the little spider You haven't gotten over this? <laughs> no, I'm still there. I'm still there. That's okay. I'm still Three scared. Three hours from now, Christy, you can't go. Like, I'm for you. So it take some processing. To- <laughs> it might. It might. There's a lot of scary things that go on. Yeah, true. Okay, so I guess that kind of answers that question, but what mm. would be... And it's okay if it's Australia. Mm. What is your absolute favorite place to be? That's such a good question. It's hard because you're going to Australia for three months. It seems like that's the answer. You know what? I, uh, this whole year, I've been looking forward to going to Australia with like originally the idea of never coming back, you know? Mm -hmm. And then like, oh, maybe I'll just go for six months. But things are really starting to happen. And it's not like they weren't happening before, but I find like my my the music scene for me in Vancouver really ebbs and flows. And I'm in I'm just like on a high right now. Yeah, I could say. And it feels so silly to be leaving because of this momentum that I feel like is happening right now. Like the musicians and friends that I played with at Gilton Co. on Friday. Ah, just yeah you said that was one heck of a show it was my favorite show i've ever played like the connection on stage not only are these guys just amazing musicians but the communication on stage just looking at each other just like feeling it out it was unreal it was magic it was really like i want to continue playing with them when i get back Yeah. (laughs) yeah so hopefully we'll maybe have some i don't know skype 
jams or something. Skype jams. <laughs> that could be the name of the of the EP that you guys put out afterwards too. There you go. Perfect. It's a, it's a, but you're right though. It's an interesting thing with this city. Is like sometimes it's just like it's just happening. Yeah. And I know I know we're in a moment right now where it feels like it's happening right yeah. now. So, totally. but it is good to get out. You know. Go do a little bit of uh, some of the stuff on your own. Do some writing and come back really inspired. Exactly. Ready to like hit the summer running, right? Pretty stoked. Yeah. Pretty stoked. On the location topic. Yeah. Give us a quick place that you ended up through music that you just never expected to go. Um, Some place in the world that you ended up and you're like, how did I get here? And it's all because of music. Um, a, A funny one, maybe. Or not funny. A random one would be Kearney, Nebraska. Well, that's random. Yeah. <laughs> Kearney. Kearney, Nebraska. Kearney. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did, I with Natural Flavors, I opened for a reggae band, Taj Weeks and Adawa. And he asked me to go on tour with him uh, the following spring. And uh, so I flew by myself to Kearney and met up with them. And then we drove through Missouri and then all the way back up to... Um, Manitoba and then back west. We we did like a three week tour. That is an unusual drive. Yeah, it has to be right. Yeah, like, that's that's yeah. very cool. That's pretty yeah. wild. That yeah. really answers the question. Yeah, it was that was a kind of cool one. That's one of those places. Okay, nah. let's play some word association. All right. Is there a little jingle that's gonna play? Ready? Let's make one right now. Word association. Jack it, jack it, jack. Bow, bow. Oh, you yeah, totally were out, Rob. I know. Hey, you guys. <laughs> you were out. I was. You were watching me like this isn't gonna fly, and then Christy anchored it. Yes, and Christy, yes, and I was like, I'm gonna, you're on your own. Here. I was so scared transitioning over. I was like, like it's you and God, me. I hope she says something. Yeah, I hope I'm not doing this jingle by hanging. myself. Okay, so this is the one where you say a word, Christy's yeah. gonna say a word. I'm gonna say I'm a word, word. Yeah. just okay. random word. Well, I've made the list. They were random at the time. Uh, I've made a list of words. I'm gonna say one. Without thinking too long, just blurt out whatever comes to mind okay, from so. my word. And then your job, Mr. <laughs> I'm not participating in the jingle, is to say the first word that pops into your head from the word that Christy oh, says. Oh my gosh, I'm going to say something bad. I know. I know. That's, that's why okay. I made a list. Because <laughs> I can't. Mm. I'm just saying the list. Okay. My bad words aren't at play here. Okay, ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. No pressure. Nice and light. It's all relaxed. Take a deep breath. I'm nervous. Actually, that was one of the most shallow breaths I've ever taken. <laughs> Here we go. First word. Christy, purple. Green. Barney. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. See, this is so much fun. It's already worth it. Okay, Christy, here we go again. Outer space. Uh, female. Venus. The word is, okay, I'm going to be honest. Like, my word is a combination of the two words that you're Fantastic. saying. Fantastic. I like it. You know it. what I mean? That's like, cool. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. I really There's like a few that. more. Camping. Mm, fire. Wood. Okay, yeah, makes perfect sense. <laughs> Pointy. Oh, sharp. Knife. Chocolate. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> Delicious, that's not really... <laughs> okay, okay, three, four more. Hamster. Uh, wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Metal. Yes, yes. Three more. Now, this one's going to get weird. It's open to interpretation. Dessert. Vegan. Plate. Whoa. (laughs) Okay, last two. Ice cream. Coconut. Flakes. Weird. And lastly, (laughs) no, flakes. 
Oh, coconut yeah, flakes. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I got yeah, you, yeah. I got you. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Last one, ready? Matthew McConaughey. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, um. First thing that pops into mind. Ocean. Wow, didn't see that. Don't Surfing. Know why. Surfing. You know yeah. what popped into my head when I wrote down what? Matthew McConaughey? Ready? Mm. Come on, guys. <laughs> That's my Matthew McConaughey. I thought mustache, but then Chris changed it. I don't even know why ocean. It just came. I, he reminds me of a surfer guy. I, that's why. Yeah, yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, he seems like I a guy like staring at the ocean. Yeah. yeah. There's got to be a movie where he was like on the sea or something, right? Like in a sailboat. What, I, I, I must have. I remember. <laughs> I, I could be making been. this up. I remember there was a billboard and he was like, <laughs> and it was gold. And he was like, there was an ocean backdrop, and he had like his hand around like a lady. Was it a cologne or something? No, no, it was like a movie poster. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. Sorry, I thought you like a like an advertisement or something. Well, it was an advertisement for the okay, movie. Gotcha. Yeah, and I, yeah, and it was like an ocean backdrop, and he was just like chilling. <laughs> and he's probably saying, "Come on, guys." Yeah, it was. Right, you know what? Probably was. There yeah. you go. We just, well, we just tapped in. I'm glad we <laughs> ended on Matthew McConaughey. Christy McCracken, you are such a talented, amazing person. Thank you for oh. coming and doing this podcast. And thank you for everything that you do in musical therapy. It's so important. I, I can't wait for this episode to come out and for people to hear about this. You got anything to say, Bravo? Uh, Christy, so you're going away <laughs> for you're going away for two months. Is there anything mm. happening when you get back in Vancouver? Or um, should people check your website? What's yeah, the, yeah, you know, I mean, I'll be keeping all my social media stuff up. And Which is up and running. Yeah. Oh, where can we find you? Uh, Christy McCracken, K R I S T I E M C C R A C K E N. So that handle on everything, basically like Christy McCracken Music on Facebook or Christy M Music on Twitter. I don't really use Twitter though. That's okay. But like Facebook I. or like Instagram, I'm big on Instagram. Me posting too. pictures. I love Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love it so much. Yeah, it's and, easier, right? Um, I'm thinking of. Mm, organizing a big show when I come back in March, like at the end of March. So maybe keep an eye open for that. Yeah. Yeah. Hear that, Vancouver? Yeah. March. Just follow March. the Insta. You'll hear. You'll see <laughs> it. Keep on the Be gram. on the gram. You'll know yeah, what's happening. <laughs> wanted to say that yeah. for a while now. The gram. <laughs> Where can we find you on the gram? Uh, yeah. What is my Instagram handle? <laughs> Rob J Thompson. That's what it's it is. It no you. P in there. And then yeah. So drop the P is my Twitter handle. And then you can find my group, Sister Says, in all different places. Just yeah. Google it. Just Google it. Yeah. Google. Go ahead. I am Trevor Ainsworth. You can call me the true dog brother. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook a little bit, but, you know, I'm kind of noncommittal on there. And that's really all you can find. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. www.quantumcouncil.ca for all your science fiction, hip-hop needs. Uh, Christy McCracken, again, thank you so much for coming. This has been a great deal of fun. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's a shame.